Welcome to Pottoid 100 and something. I'm thinking about two things, people. Pancakes and waffles. Topher Keller, which one would you eat? Uh, I'm going to go with pancakes. Jim Sterling, which one would you wear as a hat? What the fucking what? <laughs> That's not right. Sports Star Car. Which one would make a better cast for Eli Manning? Hey, don't you talk shit about my quarterback, all right? Think either of them can make Brandon Jacobs run faster? Brandon Jacobs doesn't need to run faster. He would just bowl people over. That's what he does. That is his M.O. Bad answer. Me? Waffles. Jim Sterling. Welcome, welcome, faithful listener to Podtoid 100-something. <laughs> Fucking hell. This is already the that best is... we've ever done. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I'm going to have to ask some professional wrestlers whether Chris Benoit was acting that way before he fucking... That was just wrong. <laughs> Lay off the steroids or smack or whatever it is you've been doing. Um, right, yeah, I'm completely unprepared. I was not supposed to host this episode, um, but Reverend Anthony, apparently, you know, having been on the grown-up radio, thinks he's too good for us now and jilted his own podcast. So... You know, I'm your host at the moment, Jim Sterling. I'm joined by the people you have heard, uh, Tofa Katna, Samit Zakar, and Brad. Um, okay, so let's go on with our games of the week. What have we all been playing? I'll start with Nicholson, because I'm hoping if I just keep you talking, you will get off whatever sugar rush this is and just crash and fall asleep. Dude, I am shaking. It is uh, Halo 3 again. I talked about this briefly, I think, and... Uh... Dude is a good game still. Here's a spoiler. Uh, the rookie is a woman. That's not really a spoiler. I'm joking. Or maybe I'm not. And that's it. That's all I've been playing, dude. I've been playing the game of life. And you know what? Sometimes when you get a 10 on that little wheel, sometimes you end up in a bad place. You've been <laughs> drinking too much Dr. Pepper, haven't you? Dude, do you even spin a wheel in life? I don't remember. You, you know what I'm talking about? The board game? Don't don't tell me you guys haven't played that shit. No, I know you're talking I'm English. about it. I don't remember how it I'm English. We, we never had Wheel of Life. I've heard of it, but... Yeah, I played a lot of Candyland when I was when I was kid. Oh, dude, that game is straight. That shit was fucking yes. boring. Dude, did you ever play... Uh, oh, God, what was that? Um, Scrabble? That was what... I played oh, that yeah, a lot. Dude. I still play Scrabble. Dude, I, I, I do nothing but spell, spell dot, naughty words. Like, that's it. Just naughty words. You know, that's my life in a nutshell. I just play Quidgybo all the time. The fuck is that, dude? Did you just whip out the Quidgybo reference? I did. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Ten points. You guys are over my head now. Back in about the year sort of 2001, 2002, there was a lot of these blogs on the internet that basically just talked about the 80s. And it was just like, hey guys, do you remember Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Those turtles were such ninjas. That is what I feel like I am in right now. <laughs> they were ninjas, man. They were ninjas, fucking hell. And uh, they were green. One of them was green, yeah. <laughs> I think all of them were, really. And there was a rat. Do you remember the rat? I do remember the rat. Shredder the rat. Fucking oh, awesome. Man. Dude, remember when Brilliant. you turned into Super Crag? Yeah, that was fun. Do you remember the A-Team? I used to love the A-Team. I liked it when Hannibal liked it when a plan came together. 
<laughs> Mr. Peace. Hey guys, do you remember when old video games, Zelda, 8-bit, yeah, I wasn't actually old enough to play them at the time, but I'll pretend that I remember them. Fucking game. Yeah, there's nothing really to... It's just a total rip-off of uh, 3D Dot Game Heroes. Yeah. Zelda is a blatant um, plagiarisms. <laughs> what are we doing? I don't well, know. What are we supposed Reverend to be doing? Reverend isn't here. Uh, Reverend Danny isn't trouble. here because he's too busy doing the Hey Ash, Watch Your Podcast in now because we're not as hot as his sister. So, <laughs> we, you know, aren't allowed to that party. He's not coming to this. We are literally just the rejects here. And... I came on, we've started like half an hour late, and I've got nothing to do, and I wasn't supposed to be hosting this, so I have no topics, Submit is here, everything has gone wrong. I'll submit, I'm being nasty sports. again this week. Uh, um, that's, I expected it. Yeah, so... actually, if you want to hear something racist... Uh, I was watching A Nightmare on Elm Street Part 4, The Dream Master, right? And there is a a black girl on it, and she's got asthma and massive glasses, and uh, Freddy kills her by making her asphyxiate. She looks just like Samit. <laughs> All right, then. Uh, and, so, uh, if you're listening, just stop listening to the... Actually, you probably just want to stop listening altogether and not come back. But just pause the show and Google, like, Nightmare on Elm Street Part 4, The Dream Master, all one word, and Samir. She's probably called Samir. And you'll see the actress, and she looks just like him. Funnily enough, I've never seen Nightmare on Elm Street actors go on to do other things. I wonder why. (laughs) Because Freddy killed him, duh. All right. (laughs) true. I'd actually like to chart the the career of, of every... Nightmare on Elm Street actor and see how far they got. I'm almost certain some of them ended up in the dr- Double Dragon movie. <laughs> well, well, hey, there's a there's a new Nightmare on Elm Street, right? That's a, that's a thing that's oh. happening, right? Yeah. Oh, isn't it called <laughs> like, the Watchmen Elm Street or whatever? It's oh, it's, it's a Nightmare on Elm Street HD with uh, Warshack. Is, is that what they're is really Freddy calling it? Supposed to be on, is Freddy supposed to be on fire throughout the whole thing? Because all I, the videos I've seen of him, he is on fire. Oh, man, I haven't. Because he's I haven't, hot, man. You get it? I'm. Uh, I haven't. <laughs> that was a good one. Submit. What have you been playing? playing? Yeah, games. He's been right. playing sports games. Is, Done. Uh, Topher, what have you been doing? Hey, hey. He's been playing some shitty RPG nobody's ever heard of. Done, Brad. We've done. Jim. He's probably been playing Dynasty Warriors. Load of bullshit. Done. Whole show is fucking done. Hey, you. All right, so um, I've actually have uh, been playing lots and lots of the Beatles Rock Band. I, I uh, finished a story they have mode. The Beatles in it? It does actually. Which ones? Um, <laughs> does, it, does it have Cliff Burton? Like before he got in the the car accident? <laughs> not, not that I, uh, I, I don't believe so. Um, you know what it doesn't have and it should? You guys remember Beetle Fight from Katamari? Like that one item that you pick up? There was two Beetles fucking going at it. And it was like, this is a battle of ages, and it was called Beetle Fight, and it was two Beetles fighting. That's my favorite item in Katamari. There was a cockroach in Earthbound. I'd love to see Ringo Starr strangling Paul McCartney. I'll have to play that game sometime. But anyway, the game I was playing, which was the Beatles Rock Band, which has all four Beatles in it, is great. Um, it's as I said on Twitter, the 
most fulfilling video game experience I've had all year. That's just me because I, you know, I'm a huge, huge, huge Beatles fan. I'd really been wait, anticipating wait. the most fulfilling one of this year. That's that's what I said. On How Twitter, many other Beatles I, games came out this year? None. That's oh. kind of the point. Um, I didn't laugh. I'm just fucking with you, man. It's cool. Like all all levity in this house is what I'm saying. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't didn't EA bring out Lennon's Inferno? <laughs> I heard they're doing that one next. Yeah. Has that Courtney about Love pulled the Beatles rock band off store shelves yet? But Lennon, Lennon's Inferno is that about <laughs> that- the? He's dead, I think, right? Yeah, he died. That's rough. <clears throat> and he raps Flavor Flav in the game. Um, George Harrison was the best one. Like, he was oh, blatantly no, no, better no. than the other three. He was. He was so much better. Lars I like Ulrich. Him because... <laughs> no, sir. Lars Ulrich. Obviously the best. That song, uh, Master of Thank of a, You. I was always a more of a Scott Stapp fan. Oh. I think he brought the you know really brought the Beatles into the mainstream. But you know, like he was the reason they broke up. Anyway, anyway, so I I beaten the story mode. You know, as soon as I got it, I played it. You know, and I, there's the you get a trophy um, for for beating the game or beating the story mode within 24 hours of starting it. So I, I did that, but blew through it in three to four hours. And what I did was. Um, because I, I love the Beatles songs and I, you know, I know um, most of them, was that I, I sang uh, all the songs I could on expert vocals. You know, some songs I, I couldn't handle. <laughs> you know, I, I can't do Helter Skelter. My, my my voice just doesn't just doesn't do that. But um, but you know, the songs I couldn't sing, uh, I, I played on on hard drums. You know, c- you know, completed the story mode. And then what I did uh, this week is I went back. And because uh, there's a, a, you get a gold trophy for five starring every song in the game. Uh, is you know I went back and and played uh, the songs that I, I hadn't five starred. Uh, you know either I sang them to do better or I played them on drums. Um, and then you know there were a f- couple that I played on guitar and then one birthday which is uh, insane on drums. You know I I, I just uh, had to play that on expert bass. But uh, in any case, um, you know that was awesome, and uh, you should all buy it because it's great. And I'm really excited about the DLC that's coming out. The other thing I've been playing this week is uh, <laughs> the Uncharted 2 multiplayer beta slash demo, whatever you want to call it, and it's really, really, really awesome. I think it's great. That's actually what I've been playing the past couple of nights. Just for it's like you know I hop on and then hey, where did those two hours go? Oh, that's right, I've been killing people and and. Taking and, and winning the or carrying the the loot and whatnot. It's 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 really awesome. I can really see it, or I, I've become kind of addicted to it in the, the week or so that I've been playing it, and I really can see it uh, being a legitimate competitor for my multiplayer shooter time this fall, even even against uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. So I, I can't wait for that game to come out. Both games actually, but but yeah. Okay, Topa. Uh, I've been playing Street Fighter Alpha 2 and Puzzle Fighter and also the Uncharted demo, which I didn't think was much of a demo because it doesn't show me much of anything about the game. It's just kind of a multiplayer shootery thing, which I didn't think was what Uncharted was supposed to be. So I still don't know what I Thanks think of Uncharted. Yeah. Well, they said, th- they said out like 
outright that there was going to be no single player demo. Like it was just it was playable. The single player was playable at PAX, but otherwise they weren't going to put that on PlayStation Network. Yeah, that so, sucks. Yeah, that's stupid. I that's mean, what like, they, that's like if they released the Forza Three demo and it was just like the vinyl thing where you customize your car. It doesn't tell me anything about how the game's going to be. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I remember reading a quote from them where they said that the the game was really difficult. They felt to to sort of crystallize into you know a fifteen twenty minute demo or whatever you know without giving away some story or or without you know just just telling the player something that they didn't want them or showing them something that they didn't want them to experience until the, the actual full game came out and they could play it in the context of the rest of the story because it's so important. And, you know, that's that's such a huge f- uh, focus of that game is, is the storytelling. So that, that was sort of their defense. I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm just t- telling you what they did. That's them. my answer to that. <laughs> I, I poofed at their suggestions. Um, that's it, I think. My usual sh- shit... You could just, you know what, you don't even have to stop by me anymore for this. You can just assume that I've been playing Puzzle Fighter, some Street Fighter, and, like, some Shmup. Because it's okay. the same shit that I say every week. Well, I don't I've really actually... want you to do that, but I'm just pointing that out. Okay. Um, yeah, I've actually been playing a lot this uh, week. Uh, a lot of PSP games. Because I bought a PSP Go because I'm a fucking moron. Um, I did have work-related reasons for it, which is what I tell myself when I look at the most expensive waste of time I've ever bought. But um, you know, there's some good stuff on it. It's, it's good to see sort of the huge PlayStation Network rollout that they've had. Um, I got Crazy Taxi, which I've never actually really gotten around to playing before. Um, yeah, it's the most annoying game I've ever played. I don't know. Have you? I'm sure Topher is a big Dreamcaster player. You have played it. Did you? Do yeah. you like it? I'm sure everyone loves it's it. It's okay. And I'm in the it's minority okay. again. When it came but out, it was just, the awesomest shit ever. But now, going back, uh, it, not, uh, it's been years since I. It's I remember. yeah. It's it's annoying. It's embarrassing to put it on because like you put, you start the game up and you just hear this fucking moron going, "Okay, let's make some crazy money." And <laughs> I've got people in the house. They think I'm playing like something retarded and you know these are people that i tell that i say video games are art you must respect them and then it's oh you got 10 crazy minutes and it's just oh and everyone in it's stupid um so i played that and you should have downloaded i'm jim and lammy or um jumping flash too i should what's the best thing about crazy taxi is all the kfcs yeah which you take black (laughs) Too. That was not lost on me. Exactly. Yeah. I, the first thing a black woman says, she gets into my car. Take me to the KFC. I'm. Oh, it's. Yeah, that's fun. Um, not that I approve of racism. So it looks like that girl from Nightmare on Elm Street Four. But I got that. I played Undead Nights, um, which I, I was one of the lucky ones that downloaded the demo and then was like holy shit this is not a demo and i had the full game for absolutely nothing and i don't feel guilty about it because they were going to send me a review copy anyway so i am justified and it's a really good game it's a shame that it was they've obviously lost quite a few copies on it because it's actually really fun um 
it's 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 a kind of a hack and slash mixed up with Overlord Pikmin. You turn soldiers into zombies that do your bidding, and it's it's a very funny game as well. And it's got a ridiculous kind of metal soundtrack that's inappropriate. So that is good. I've played. I've been playing Obscure: The Aftermath for PSP. I got for a uh, review. I didn't buy it, and I've been trying to like it, but it is kind of shitty. Uh, I really like the atmosphere they did, even though they stole most of the atmosphere from Silent Hill. But there you go. I've been playing South Park Let's Play Tower, Defense, Go, Play, whatever it's called, and it's not so good. So, yeah, and Summit wants to say something else. Yeah, um, just really quickly, this I haven't technically been playing this, but I, I just wanted to give uh, a shout-out to uh, fellow Destructoid editor Conrad Zimmerman, who apparently was frustrated that I've never played Bioshock, so he gifted it to me. Uh, he, he bought it on Amazon and had the copy shipped mm-hmm. to my house. Uh, you need to when that gets there. You need to fucking play it. Oh no, it's here. It it arrived yesterday. Well, then you need to so. sign off Skype and go play it right now. <laughs> uh, so I, uh, you know, really a huge thanks to Conrad, and I, I now, as he said, I, I now have no excuse except for one, which is that uh, apparently it requires a five gig install, and I have like less than three gigs free on my what? right now. So uh, that that. That's an issue, but that's that was a stupid. big deal when that came out. I remember that. Everybody was like, "Oh my, yeah. five gigs." I've got a lot. Of, I mean, by you know, the Fallout, way, I, well, I'm just going to say, just you know, like, Fallout yeah. is another has a five gig install, and um, apparently, un, un, yeah, Uncharted Two apparently has an optional install. I think is what they said. I don't know. Jim, that's what they ahead. should be. They should always be in the optional. It's going too far. Like if every game that came out for the PS3 had a fucking forced install, the the Hard, like the, the the memory would just be yeah. used up like paper. It would, it's ridiculous. You can't you know have every do. game that comes out be a forced install. It would make you buy another SKU with a bigger hard drive. Yeah, true. Well, no, it, no, it wouldn't because the PS3 oh, no, is not. It it's not like a 360 in in that you can actually upgrade the hard drive. Can yourself, you do that? I've, yeah, for you can go on Newegg and then why buy you worrying? it. Well, I don't have any money, and I haven't. I can't afford a new hard drive. So what I've, I've been meaning to do, but I. Haven't gone around so, to this. You can the fucking three sixty hard drive is even easier to replace than the one on yeah, the Yeah, dude. You just three. unclick you it. Just you don't even have to fuck with off. screws. Yeah. Right, but you can't I'm saying you can Oh the, get a three sixty. Yeah, yeah on the it. on the PS three you can just, you know, swap in any old uh, laptop hard drive. The thing is that I haven't my old laptop which is dead or it's not dead but the screen's dead. I just need to You have to like, partition it correctly. It's not like that shit just works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But whatever, I just all I need to do is basically get any some a couple important documents off that hard drive, and then I can just and then buy out. an Xbox 360. Yeah, no. Anyway, yeah, forced installs are stupid. You know what you should do is just delete Home, and then you'll have an extra like, three gigs. <laughs> I, I I I hopped in Home once uh, for our, the the feature that we did on Destructoid with our our avatars, uh, and Chad and I danced together in Home, and then I deleted it. You know, I, yeah, they, I was in there for five minutes and yeah. just deleted it as well. I deleted that shit right after the first time I used it. <laughs> the last time I played home was with Nick Chester. We we went into the original Uncharted uh, room that they had by the arcade machines and started screaming at each other. This is when voice chat was activated. We we tried to get in a lover's argument in the middle of the Uncharted 2 zone <laughs> to see what people would say. We're just sitting here screaming at each other. It's 8 in the fucking morning, right? Because we're trying to get an early morning story out of it. To see what crazy people or what people would say to us, and uh, dude, they didn't care. 
It was so weird. I mean, we're sitting in the middle it's of like our It's probably normal. I, I probably guess. people like people with relationship problems go into home to sort them out because they can't deal with them in real life. I bet it happens all the time like divorces happen in home. And it's probably the <laughs> most fun they've ever had with the fucking thing. <laughs> Where would you get divorced at? By the bowling alley? Yeah, exactly. By bowling, the bowling alley is where kind of love is born and goes to die. So that is where it would happen. And they would also have like really bitter child custody battles there as well. <laughs> Can you make kids at home yet? Because I really want to do that at some point. I, I, I just want to run around as a little boy and just see what people say to me. That should be our next project at Destructoid, if you can be a boy. They wouldn't say anything, but I imagine they would do quite a few things. That's true. Oh, man. Okay, we're going to take a break (laughs) um, and let you think about a childlike Brad being taken far away by Jack Tretton into his magical candy van. Um, Not that I'm saying Jack Tretton's a paedophile, it's just he looks a bit like one, so I wouldn't be surprised if if, if that story broke. Um, Not that he is one. But, you know, he probably is. Okay, so we're going to have a break now um, and do the whole thing. So we'll be back in a second. This week on the GamerCast Network, Doc Lano and Dave ruffle a few feathers among the Halo faithful with their coverage of ODST in episode 84 of the Sarcastic Gamer podcast. The post-game report welcomes back Finster to talk about the PSP Go and the Old Republic beta. Could this be the fabled WoW killer? Just how bad is Fallen Earth? Find out in episode 162 of the video game show. Discover the community that brings you all these great podcasts and more at GamerCastNetwork.com. Welcome back. Um, Epic Mickey, that is the the big story, I think, this week. Um, The Game Informer is coming out soon. It's got a cover story and the first full details of Warren Spector's uh, big Wii game. Uh, It's just called Epic Mickey for the moment. Uh, people are very excited because the concept art has been fucking boiler so far. Um, so yeah, the, some new details have come out. So what I'll do before we start is just run that down and then everyone can proceed to vap over it. Uh, Epic Mickey is a game revolving around a group of antagonists who are made up of um, obscure and forgotten Disney characters. They've all been kind of banished to this world where like all the machinery is broken and everything's kind of run down and forgotten and they've all become very bitter um and they're led by oswald the lucky rabbit who was the very first disney cartoon ever made and didn't become very successful obviously mickey mouse became this huge success in the face of disney he is very bitter about that so he has unleashed another obscure character known as the blot which invades the established real disney world and starts fucking with all the artwork in it um, he's sort of putting black ink everywhere, which is making all the colours run together, and he's destroying the world that way. So it's kind of meta in a way, um, and it also it explains why the concept art has had all this melting imagery because these characters are basically trying to melt Disney. And in a kind of Okami-esque way, uh, Mickey Mouse is fixing the Disney world with a bunch of artists' tools like uh, paintbrushes, erasers. Um, pencils which are all kind of mapped to the Wiimote gestures and he will be running around and fixing the blot's problems and sorting it out and it's going to be very um, environmental based and adventure based and yep sounds fucking great Uh, it is a Wii exclusive so you know we're going to talk a little bit about that as well so yeah just 
I'm sure that you, you've all been following it and a lot of people are excited. So just getting some, some first impressions, submit if you want to kick off and tell us what you, what you think of it. Sure. Um, I, I'm really, really excited about it, except for the fact that I, I don't currently own a Wii and don't have any plans to purchase one in the near future. Of course, you know, I'm sure no Conrad idea. will buy one for you. If you just <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, Conrad, I have never had sex with a high-class prostitute. Yeah, that's true. Same here. Um, me, me three. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm good I there. Mean... Don't worry about me. Yeah, I, t- I take it back. Huh? <laughs> Joe, for your high class, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I better count. Uh, I, I mean, I, I'm. You know, certainly very optimistic about it and very excited about it. This is something that you know is. I think just the, the concept is is really great. The, you know, the idea of of sort of these these forgotten Disney characters and you know people. I think people, most people have heard of at least uh, Oswald the Rabbit. Um, you know, maybe not familiar with him or or the other sort of cast of of, of people left behind by the success of, of Mickey and Minnie and. Donald Duck and whoever else, but uh, it that I just think it, you know the the idea there is is really a, a very very cool concept. Um, however, I, I'm sort of tempering this with with some not skepticism, but but uh, I, I guess I'm a little bit anxious about about this. Uh, you know, certainly the fact that it's a Wii exclusive, which to me is is just saddening, and, and you know, hate hate all you want, Wii fanboys, but. Uh, to me, just seeing all this amazing concept art, and you know, especially the the awesome looking Game Informer cover, it, it's it's saddening to me that 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 won't be fully realized, or, or rather, as fully realized as it could be on uh, an HD console. I'll cut um, you off right there, dude. I, I tell you what, they are wasting their fucking time with this game, making it a Wii exclusive, like straight up. Nobody's gonna buy this. I I, I don't I, know about I don't, that. I don't I don't I That's a bold that. statement. I disagree with that very, very much because it is a, you know, it's such a Disney game and, and you know, considering the audience of the Wii, I think it's going to, you know, if it's a good game, I think it's, it could be a, a huge success. There's a lot um, of good games that aren't, though, and that, that's really the problem. I think, okay, and I'll temper that, too. Well, with well, well, It depends what the cover art looks like. Like, if the cover art's going to be all fucked up, like the stuff we've been seeing in terms of the concept art, I don't think it'll sell. I really don't. I, 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 don't, I don't know. Well, These the are people time, that won't even buy the Wii remote attachments, man. You know? Well, yeah, the thing is, though, I, I think, you know, just seeing Mickey Mouse on the cover of a, of a game is, is going to get people to buy it, um, whether it's, it's, it's sort of happy-go-lucky, uh, you, know, dis- you know, Mickey and Friends, or it's, it's this, you know, sort of has this dark overtone well, to it. Well, they actually talked about the, the redesign of Mickey. Apparently, yeah. he's going to look very retro, so take cool. for that what you will. Mm. Yeah, I, I was just, just going to, you know, just add that... You know the, the thing again. I'm tempering my excitement by you know first that it's it, you know it's on the Wii and and you know certainly we saw this with the game like and I'm not I'm not I don't mean to say that it won't look good or that it can't look good on the Wii. Certainly you have a game uh, like Vanilla Wears Muramasa the Demon Blade, which which really looks fantastic in 480p on the Wii. Um, and then of course you compare it to uh, another game I saw at PAX, which is a uh, upcoming. Um, X- Xbox Live, I believe it's an indie game, uh, Dust and Elysian Tale, which is you know has a very similar um, art style to uh, Muramasa, but because it's an HD, it just makes that pop much better. You could compare it to something like Lucidity. 
right, right. or yeah or or even that uh, you know upcoming X, XBLA game from LucasArts um but but what I'm most anxious about I think you know, given the concept of the game and what we know about it so far, which is that Mickey, or, or that you know, the, you're going to have this, um, you know, the, these sort of paintbrush, uh, you know, fe- uh, feature set in the game. You're gonna, you know, you'll have at your disposal paint and paint thinner and erasers, and you're going to be drawing away through the world. I, I, I'm apprehensive that there's going to be some wonky waggle controls with that, but uh, you know, that's that's just my from my my experience with you know the current the current uh, Wii games that we've seen so far, and you know it, it could those fears could be unfounded. We'll see. I have a my different only- set of fears. My I'm sorry. My um my main concern with this is that knowing that it's a Wii exclusive. I mean, aside from you know it's not going to be as gorgeous as it could be in HD, but that aside, the fact that it's a Wii exclusive, I think. It scares me that there might be a cap on how dark and how mature it can be. Mm, there because is looking, that. looking at the concept art and this, all the visuals and stuff that we've been seeing so far, my hope for this was that it was going to be like what Fantasia was to Disney Animation. If you've seen Fantasia, it's like very dark, very sort of uh, yeah, very kind of grown very up, grim, it's, yeah, it's kind of for the people that grew up with Disney and because and I mean that's the one thing that fascinates me about this game is seeing this kind of saccharine Disney world in a darker shade yeah. um, but then of course see, it, I'm going to be interested to see just how they do it because it's going to be a thin balance between darkening it and keeping it recognisable because it's very difficult to have a dark and mature game with a you know with a character that sounds like this and <laughs> that I, was pretty good actually <laughs> I, I worry if he'll end up like hey Pluto get your fucking ass over here Ho-ho. I'm not worried about and, that so much but I'm, I am worried about I mean if you look at something like Fantasia or like um, Sleeping Beauty which was directed by Don Bluth or produced whatever yeah. he, he, he handled it Stuff like that that was very dark, like more, um, I don't want to say mature, but that's what I mean, really. More yeah, adult, I mean, sort of, yeah. just grim and dark, and it wasn't happy-go-lucky, and it wasn't for kids, really. Mm. And I, I had, I have high hopes that, you know, maybe, I mean, looking at the concept art, that looks like this is exactly what it's going to be. Yeah. But I mean, because it's kind of... That it's, if it's a Wii exclusive... Um, I don't know. That that scares me a little bit because look at know. that I, demographic. I don't know if they're going to take it that route. And they're going to I mean, shoot well, for I mean, that demographic got... too. And that's part of the exclusivity. That's what worries know? me. Yeah. Right. I mean, I think I can find it's all about finding a good balance. I think cuz I mean with Fantasia, yes it was dark and that, but it also it it did have a, like an appeal. Like I remember as a kid watching well when I first watched it as a kid I thought it was shit until the actual cartoon bits happened. But it's it's hard to explain. Um, there is a there is a balance you can do where it, it looks dark, but dark in a kind of Tim Burton way, as opposed to a yeah, right, right, darker right. way. That's what I mean. And I and I think they can do that. I don't think you need to worry too much because if they keep that kind of because to me it, it does remind me of a very Burton esque um, Nightmare on Elm Street kind of everything's crooked and jaggy, but in a kind of, of such a hyper realistic way that it it's still kind of. <laughs> endearing and, and not exactly scary um what did i say i've been corrected did i did i not say nightmare before christmas you said that on street you said the watchman <laughs> i was thinking of submit's <laughs> role again um nightmare before christmas uh nightmare on elm street was not a lovable tim burton adventure 
<laughs> I wish it right, was. Well, I, I compare it to Fantasia because I watched Fantasia when I was very young. I mean, I was a little kid, little, little kid when I watched that. And I remember it being scary, but I wasn't scared by it. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Mm. Like, it was very dark, and it was very just macabre. I hate the bit where all the, the dinosaurs it, yeah. But it was never, it, it didn't scare me. It just kind of, I sat there in, in awe of it. Yeah. Like, oh, it didn't, get, it didn't give you nightmares, you know, but it was... Yeah, I mean, it, right, it kind it of, it preyed on your subconscious in the kind of, yeah. you sat there and you thought to yourself, Jesus fucking Christ, what if hippos learned ballet? <laughs> you know, I, I gotta break this up real quick. But I, I mean, there was that like... part with the big fucking demon guy with the ghosts flying around and all that crazy shit happening. Best yep. bit of Kingdom Hearts. Fighting Bald Mountain. I think I think I missed like a piece of my childhood here. I've only seen Aladdin. <laughs> Wait, you mean to say that's that's the only Disney movie you've ever seen? That's why he's so manly. I think yeah. what happens is the more Disney films you watch, the less manly you get. So if you don't watch many, like if he hadn't have watched Aladdin, if he'd have watched none, he'd have been Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> you know, I feel bad now. You guys are talking about stuff. I have no, I've never even seen a Disney cartoon. I'm pretty sure. Jesus, you, that's like other not Aladdin. even that, not even that funny one on the internet that they banned. Hey, Brad, here's what you do: pack enough. up your pajamas and just come over, and I'll make some popcorn, and we can like hang out and braid. I'll braid your hair, and we can just watch some like Fox and the Hound or something. Oh my yeah, goodness, yeah, dude, I, I have, I have Aladdin, Lion King, Little Mermaid uh, on DVD, and as well as. You gotta watch else. Sleeping Beauty though. That's the really underrated one. Yeah, I didn't. I yeah, I haven't bought that yet. I know that's on Blu-ray, which I, I really it? want to. See. Yeah, it's on Blu-ray and DVD. Shit. I really want to see what it looks like. Man, you guys um, are really into this too, huh? They're putting I'm out. Missing. They're putting out Snow White on Blu-ray as well, I believe. That shit was dark, dude. Maleficent. Maleficent. However the fuck you say that. She was Maleficent? a bitch, dude. Yeah. Serious bitch. Not like bitchy. I mean, she was fucking scary. And she turned into a big giant dragon. <laughs> It made yeah, and, thorns and shit go everywhere. That shit was fucked. Well, I mean, this is that's an interesting because talking about Maleficent because Maleficent, Maleficent because I mean she was a villain in Kingdom Hearts and that was another game that kind of had this dark edge to it. And you know it had a dark edge to it because they said the word darkness roughly ten billion fucking times in that game. Yeah, right. But it's kind of got that that slightly, um, you know, I hope Epic Mickey is slightly more adult than Kingdom Hearts, but Kingdom Hearts did have that kind of a more. Um, more dark edge to it. And right, and that's what I'm hoping great. for with this. I'm hoping they take that even further. That's what yeah. I want to see come out of this. But I mean, that's looking at Kingdom Hearts encourages me with Epic Mickey because it kind of it shows you there is a precedent there that Disney is willing to let their characters go a certain distance. Um, we've seen Epi, Epi, uh, Epi? We've seen Mickey be epic in Kingdom Hearts. You know, he's fucking got a keyblade and a dark cloak and he's fucking shit up. Yeah. So Disney is prepared to go that far. Um, so especially with these other, like these more obscure you characters know. that haven't been licensed out all over the fucking place, and they're not on, you know, like sippy cups. There, yeah. there's more room to do crazy, fucked up, dark shit with those Absolutely. characters that you know they couldn't do with yeah. Goofy. I mean, if yeah. you've seen a picture of Oswald the Lucky Rabbit, like um, <laughs> he, he's on Wikipedia, just sort of put Oswald the Rabbit in. Imagining that as a villain. It's going to be fucking brilliant because yeah. he's got that kind of old school steamboat Willie type look to him, which is just terrifying in and of itself. So if they kind of make that slightly more dark, that is going to be terrifying. I hope they so, go that way with it, though. I hope they make it dark and and scary. 
That's what I really. Yeah. Well, I mean, the the, the concept. Also, can we talk about the name? Can we talk about how fucking dumb Epic <laughs> Mix is? I, yeah, that better be a placeholder. Is it still? <laughs> it's got to be a code name. That has got I to hope be a code. Because that's a really fucking dumb name, especially yeah. after that word's been stomped to death by Generation Z. Yeah. Those fucking <laughs> kids in their trucker hats and their goddamn yeah. pink neon shirts or whatever. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love how you. I love how you said that after. Pink neon shirts and not trucker hats. Because <laughs> I wear pink neon, son. What? <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but speaking of pink to- trucker hats or whatever, today I got a box of squee balls. I don't know. Have you guys ever seen a squee ball before? No. Hell, have you guys ever received a wooden crate in front of your door? Can't say that I have. Jesus, yeah. dude. I totally thought it was a bomb. I wasn't even joking in that post that I wrote. Like, who, who receives, like, crates? The dad from A Christmas Story? <laughs> right. It had the leg in it, too, right? Yeah. See, and I was just thinking, like, terrible. Did yours thing. have a leg in it? No, no, it had to. You need to write it. those fuckers and tell them to send you a leg. <laughs> I need to tell those guys to send me a fucking cardboard box. Yeah. So it doesn't freak me out so bad. A leg, and then you put that shit in your in your bay window in your your, your front room. And yeah, you know, if there wasn't a bomb, I was gonna open it up and it was like you know freeze dried ice and like an arm or something, you know, like a real one. Just weird shit like that. That's what you think of when you receive a wooden crate. But it was anyway. squeeballs. Oh yes, yeah, squeeballs. Or like a like an ancient relic. Isn't that yeah, how like yeah. Indiana Jones ships all his shit out? Those crates like that. It all belongs. Or in an museum, undis- an undiscovered animal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Freak yeah. show. Oh man! Like and they have exactly. like air holes drilled in the side, and then you see yeah. like yellow eyes, yeah. you know, like something you. out of Dumbo or something. Yeah. Um. But but going back to the game, that I, kangaroo from the from the Looney Tunes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he would pop out and punch you in the face. Yeah. yeah. I um, um, and Sylvester the Cat's son would be so ashamed. <laughs> you think I could uh, take a kangaroo? <laughs> I'd love to see you kick fuck oh. out of a kangaroo. Yeah, yeah, I'd like the role of the kangaroo. I wonder if we can get that set up. You know, because we're all like superstars now. Yeah. Those, I'll have a word with Aaron Greenberg. Stand on their tail and kick the fuck out. Kangaroo boy. Okay. Yeah, Phallus knife fight. You've been slacking. Get on that shit. That needs to happen. <laughs> yeah, I want. Also, a, a if you could draw, just draw a picture of me fighting a kangaroo, but I have like the Geraldo B dog mustache, like that curly <laughs> mustache, and maybe like the leopard print fucking. Uh, yeah. Do us all, all fighting, all of us piling around a kangaroo, kicking the yeah. fuck out. Um. Uh, just just one one last thing on the game. I, I'm also really curious to see what uh, what the game looks like. You know, like like in, in what in game assets look like. Um, you know, especially you know we were talking about uh, the, the old school um, you know 2D hand animated Disney films, and and you know they're they're making a comeback. You know, this I believe this December they're coming out with um, the Princess and the Frog, which is going to be the first one in forever. I think the since Chrono like Trigger. since funny. the Little Mermaid. Since yeah, since the Little Mermaid or, or Beauty and the Beast, or you know maybe um, uh, you know. Didn't Lion, and, no, Lion King came out after that, and the Emperor's okay, New yeah. Groove. Let's not forget the Emperor's New Groove. Uh, yeah, well, I, I I I don't consider like like you know Hercules and Mulan and Pocahontas. That's a, I, it's somehow different to me. Uh, no, nope, they weren't New all hand drawn. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 Little I Mermaid was a, the last one that was hand drawn. Yeah, I put that sort of in a, in a different class than than you know those films, but but you know regardless, you know that's that they're making a comeback with that, and you know we everyone had sort of assumed, and, and you know they'd even said basically that they had sort of abandoned that once 
you know, um, you know, they'd acquired Pixar or whatnot. But you know, I'm, I'm excited for that. Does Mulan have dragons in it? Yeah, yes. man. Has I eat dragon in it? Voiced by yeah. Eddie Fucking Murphy. Really? Uh, isn't he a donkey though? No. <laughs> no. That's... How does this stuff work, that... man? No, that's Shrek. In Shrek, There's... he plays a donkey fucking a dragon. No doubt, man. I need to. I'm a. He fucks I'm a, a dragon and has too. little donkey dragon babies. Milan has Chinese girls in it too. Brad, you need to come over and we'll watch that one together. Yeah, That's totally, a good, dude. We can both enjoy that. Yeah. Um. But 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 yeah. Sounds like a good I, you know, night. After you know after you know hearing about the princess and the frog and and you know I'm excited for it. Uh, I'm really curious to see if you know what kind of direction this game is going to go and visually if they're going to go with sort of that you know painterly. I, I didn't mean that as a as a pun because yeah, you're gonna be painting the game, but you know that that's sort of two uh, D animated aesthetic, or if it's gonna be cell shaded, or you know, I I really hope it's not polygonal, but you know, like three D polygonal, but it might be. I, I don't know. We'll yeah, we'll see what happens. I'd like to see a picture of Brad smacking a kangaroo in the face with an ape in a sack. Standing on top of a stone tortoise (laughs) while screaming, I'm the real king of the fucking jungle, even though a kangaroo is in the jungle. (laughs) I think think they are, though. You see that thing Nick posted like a year ago that washed up on the New Jersey shore, right? Oh, the Montauk monster or whatever? Is that what that is? Okay, it totally looks like a kangaroo, and I bet that thing lives in the jungle. Proof. I bet Fact confirmed. I, I reckon it's just one of Brad's illegitimate children. I reckon everything that, everything that washes up on the shore is one of Brad's children. I, dude, okay, we talked about this before the show. We, we don't mention this, ever. Okay. Totally his children. That, that CP <laughs> was one of his. <laughs> um, oh. Okay, FTC. Um, right. The the hell does that mean? The Federal Trade Commission is what it means, and they are interested in governing the internet, as far as I'm concerned, in my Glenn Beck conspiracy theory way. Um, The FTC have been looking at bloggers, um, along with um, kind of ed... ed paid testimonials and and endorsers, as they call them, um... And they want them to disclose things. They want bloggers to disclose whenever they receive a review copy of something or any kind of swag or trips or basically anything of value that they could consider a payment. And if they don't consider this, they could face fines of up to $11,000. Now, I've already made my feelings on it clear. Um, Those feelings being that while this on its own does not look like a big kind of a big deal um you know what what real harm does it do to say you know hey we got this review copy for free uh yeah big no big deal accountability at last hallelujah um i'm speaking as as someone who is um of a libertarian mindset and has very strong beliefs when it comes to what the government can and cannot have a say in, or should and should not have a say in. Um, Finding that the FTC is taking an interest in the internet and um, essentially imposing rules on um, what I consider to be the last bastion of free enterprise, that worries me, that scares me. That is not what I want to see, and I am one of these pessimists who, when he sees one rule 
realizes that it sets a precedent and just step on the ladder towards another rule and another rule and another rule and another rule. And, you know, that's what I think. I think anybody who believes that the government would not like to control everything that happens on the internet is an idiot. Um, but that's just me and my conspiracy theory, David Icke, weirdo, wise. Uh, Submit, you have uh, an opposite view of that, I believe. So if you would like to uh, take the floor now and tell me why I'm wrong and basically be Wardrox. Read the chat, Jim. Jesus. Uh, no, I, 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 if Brad or, or Topher... I'll go. Anything, yeah, go ahead first. Oh. Man, I got, I got so much... I have so much to say about this. Like, just... I just got so much to say. I don't. You know, I, the only thing that bothers me is it's so damn unclear. And you even commented on that too, Jim. I mean, who the hell does this apply to? Uh, does it apply to uh, the blogs that act like, uh, let's say uh, you run like a, a toilet paper blog for like a specific company. And all you do is talk about how great that toilet paper feel, toilet paper feels on your ass. Okay? But nobody knows that you're being like, or you're getting shipped that toilet paper all the time, right? And this is why you write about it? Is it only for that blog, where that editorial is completely 100% biased because they're the getting that product? The wording implies it. The wording implies it, but it's kind of... I don't know, to me, it is too vaguely written. That's the scary I, fucking thing, though. The wording because, implies it, and it's vaguely yeah. written, just like everything right. else. Because, you know... Well, that's what the government just, does. Vagueness just is its leaves friend. them way too much room for whatever the fuck they feel like doing. Because what yeah, we they do, said. Even if we get review code, we're going to look at it fairly. And, like, that's what kills me is, like, if we give, let's just say this, if we give Uncharted 2 uh, a 4 out of 10, which, you know, won't happen. But let's say we give it a 4 out of 10. Do, do we still have to disclose that we got it for free? Like, well, I, I, don't, I, mean, I don't get where this stops. Destructoid should, logically, be protected as something that has what they call editorial independence, i.e. we are not on the payroll of Sony or Microsoft or whatever. So it says that. Well, it says that, but then they also give examples of hobbyist blogs, and some would consider us a hobbyist blog, so it's kind of, you know, kind of blurs the line. And like I said, this ruling on its own is not that huge of a deal. Like, it's no big deal for Nero to write at the bottom of the front page where all the other legalese is, all the copyright information and everything, just write on there we get free games and go on trips sometimes. I think if you do that, you'll be covered. That is not a big deal. What to me is the big deal is the FTC taking interest in the first place. Now, my political belief is that it's simply this. The government's responsibility begins and ends with taking my tax money, as much as I don't want them to, and then trying not to spend it on stupid shit. And they can't (laughs) even do that right. So, you know... They should worry about that. They should worry about taking the tax money they've stolen from me first before they worry about what everyone else is doing with their money. And, I mean, if you don't think the IRS is looking at this with kind of eagle eyes thinking, oh, great, I can't wait to see what people declare so we can tax them on that, then, you know, you you have more trust in the government than I do. Um, But, yeah, so that's my major problem with it. It's the kind of... um, it is very cliche to say, but it is a slippery slope. Um, I'm very much on. I'm, I'm very much on Jim's side. I'm in his his camp on the whole. Yeah, I mean, I've I've only been in this country for well, it'll be a year next month. 
And already I have learned to not trust the American government. You know, I've already learned very quickly that they are not people who you want to have a hand in your life. You could just stop the sentence there. They're not people. They're not. (laughs) (laughs) Point well They're they're lizards, man. How do you guys know that? That is true. They are Illuminati. Man. I kill everything, um, I, don't I? I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm sort of uh, going to go with the, the devil's advocate, I guess, viewpoint is, is what you'd call it. You know, and, and you know, as Jim has acknowledged, this, this in and of itself isn't, you know, that big of a deal. Uh, in fact, the, what, what, what this stems from is that the FTC has uh, made revisions to the guidance that it gives to advertisers on, you know, um, how to keep their sort of indes- endorsements and, and testimonial ads in line with with the uh, the FTC's, you know, s- sort of sort of guidelines. Um, and the thing is that these 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 guidelines haven't been updated since uh, 1980, so 29 years. Um, and and a lot of this stuff is is not only is it common sense, it's I, I think good. Uh, you know, a lot of what the FTC does, um, it does with a mind to protect the consumers. So, um, for example, uh, one of the things here uh, is, you know, under the revised guide, et cetera, et cetera. So you, you have ads where, where they say, you know, for example, uh, an ad for an ad for a weight loss drug, and they'll say, oh, you know, this, this so and so lost, you know, 78 pounds over two months, and then they'll have a little, discla- you know, little fine print at the bottom with an asterisk saying results not typical. They're not going to be allowed to do that anymore. So that's that's one thing, um, and then it also covers uh, you know sort of celebrity endorsements. So if LeBron James gets a free car, and then you know uh, does an endorsement for a car, that's going to be an issue. He could he could be fined. This is you know promoting transparency. That's a good thing, uh, and and it, it's this doing similar things with the the, the blogger stuff. So. Um, I know, I agree with you on the Le- LeBron James getting a free car type of thing, but when it comes to blogging, Destructoid is completely independent. We're not funded by anybody. So when 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 you're making a post, have you ever been told what you can or cannot say, or do and do not have to disclose? No, oh, no. Well, you've no, never been. Not. Now you're about to be potentially. That's what's fucked up. That's what's fucking scary. I've been politely asked by various members of the games industry not to Photoshop googly eyes on them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, so so um, uh, okay. So I, I like personally, I I don't have a problem with with the transparency in in the you know in the form of saying uh, so and you know so this review is a. Uh, Based on a copy of the game that was provided by the publisher or whatever. But the you know? thing is, that's like uh, most of the, not all, but most of the games that we do review, we get review copies for. Of, co- of course. And, Even and, the ones and that, that we give fucking horrible. Jim, did you get a free copy of uh, Darkest of Days? Oh, yes. Totally. <laughs> in fact. See? So what is that? Even? No, I, what difference I agree with you. No, no, I'm not. That's, that's not in debate here. But the thing is that people. Uh, people reading the site don't know that, or may not know that, right? Oh, come on! And, and I'll tell you, hold, I'll hold, tell hold, you the problem. Well, okay. Well, go ahead, say your piece. No, no please, no, carry on. Oh, well, I mean, okay, I got so I have something to say. 
I don't. I just wanted to get in on that. <laughs> All right. So, so the thing is that that you know, um, what does uh, you know bother me about this is that they specifically single out bloggers. Like this, the language specifically mentions the term blogger, and that's where you get very, very vague, which is what you guys touched on before, which is you know. Destructoids, uh, a blog, I guess, um, is GameSpot a blog? They've got a news section that looks very much like a blog. Uh, you know, I, I don't know what what kind of guidelines the FTC is using to determine what falls under the the yeah. ages of of, of and the I term think, blog. You know, I think the ironic thing is, is if anybody should be more transparent, it are the non-blog. You know, it's the non-blog sites. I would, I've always said this, I would trust a blog like Destructoid and even our kind of, our, I guess you could call them rivals or peers, um, Joystick, One Up, what have you. I would trust them before I would trust something like IGN. And this is coming from someone who's worked for IGN before as a freelancer. Um, and I'm not saying that IGN is corrupt, but what I am saying is that I never trust an exclusive review, no matter who does it. If you. To me, putting the word exclusive before you put the word review automatically undermines any credibility that review has. Yeah. And it's not the blogs that have their exclusive reviews. So not including them, not demanding transparency from a big site like that, but demanding it from some hobbyist blogger who's just trying to have fun and write for their own amusement is just topsy-turvy. Surely it's the, the professionals that need to be held more accountable than that. someone who's just pursuing a love and a hobby. It's, it, it's, it's the, they've got it the wrong way around. I mean, I don't believe that any business should be told what to do, but if we're going to have to tell somebody what to do, why are we telling people that are just writing in their bedrooms for a laugh? Um, right. I would like to see more accountability with the people who are getting these exclusive reviews. And, yeah. and I want to want to know what, what is making them so exclusive? Um, Wardrocks did a very interesting. Sorry. Well, yeah, I'll just say. I mean, that's that's definitely uh, a, a good point. But I, I just I think that more accountability all around is is a good thing. It's something you know to, to strive for, and it's it's important to note that this you know this is not a law. These are guidelines from the FTC. So it says here, you know, just just quoting from the the. the the post on the FTC website, um, the, you know, the guides are administrative interpretations of the law intended to help advertisers comply with the Federal Trade Commission Act. They are not binding law themselves. In any, but law if you don't come, if you don't comply, they will make you give them eleven thousand dollars. Right. Well, well, here they, you know, they say in any law enforcement action challenging the allegedly deceptive use of testimonials or endorsements, the FTC would have the burden of proving that the conduct violates the FTC Act. And the, and the thing is that that you know uh, they. Uh, what, what do we got here? So um, it's uh, Richard Cleland, the associate director for the FTC's advertising uh, division, talked to CNET about this um, because, again, there is this big question of what does this cover? And they said pretty much everything, even down to 140-character Twitter posts where if LeBron James decided to tweet, yo, Ford is awesome because they sent him a free Ford Focus, that is, you know, is an wow. issue. Um, and it's welcome. ironic coming from CNET. Welcome to City they 17. <laughs> <laughs> so it's right. ironic coming from CNET considering they fired a reviewer for giving an advertised game a bad score. Right. Well, 
well, whatever. That's the, yeah, they're, they're so they're shitting themselves. When the fucking government starts getting into Twitter posts, that is some fucked up, scary well, okay, shit. But here's the get, thing. Get on a boat and get the fuck out of this country because that but shit here, is fucking scary. Right. But I, but I do think that it's you know heralding this sort of doomsday scenario of, of you know 1984 is a bit uh, – well, it's – I don't want to say a misconception, but but I think I'd it's submit, I'm so I think it's I think the it's disingenuous. Can fine you eleven thousand right, dollars for what you say on Twitter. I, I but but I think it's disingenuous to, to sort of make that leap. Uh, you know, and and they they admit this themselves. Cleland says here, you know, uh, as a practical matter, we don't have the resources to look at five hundred thousand blogs. We don't even have the resources to monitor a thousand blogs. That's what I was about um, to say. There's and if no somebody watches yeah. the internet. Exactly. And if somebody reports violations, then we might look at individual cases, but in the bigger picture, we think that we have a reason to believe that if bloggers understand the circumstances, um, yada, yada, then they'll be able to make the disclosure. Right now, we're trying to focus on education. So that's, you know, they're, if you're just some, you know, little guy who, who happens to write about video games and, and maybe, you know, got a free copy from, from a publisher, you know, somehow, you know, and you're freaking out, uh, you know, I think the FTC's aim here is, is more just, you know, you know, not necessarily to to sort of uh, pull an RIAA and just start prosecuting everyone here. But you, you say know, that now, though. But when Sean Pertwee gives you an injection to suppress your emotions, then you know, don't say I didn't warn you. <laughs> Do not say I did not warn you when Obama takes his head off and there is a snake's head hissing at you. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking uh, Like that wizard I mean, from Conan. This could, no. I mean, does this go to, like, the Destructoid C blogs? Like, we have readers that can't fucking say what they think of a game that they, you know, got for free in some sort of way without being fined? Like, how deep does that go? How well, much can they have? It's yeah. I mean, there there is this big question of of how how, how far can you stretch this? And and I, I'm again, I'm not saying that this isn't scary because it definitely is. But I don't necessarily think that we have to sound the alarm and and, and go crazy uh, yet. Uh, not yet. Yeah, and the thing the thing is that this is uh, the FTC here is you know they're the Federal Trade Commission. They're Really, I would think that their their main focus here is again to regulate, and, and you know, it says trade. So, so the, you have the idea of, you know, what, what I think they're really worried about is these sort of uh, uh, shady, underhanded backdoor transactions, you know, quote, quote unquote, where you know you, you have again. Yeah, but the trouble, this, the trouble is, I like it when Peter Molyneux gives me crack. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 does he give you crack to to tell and and tell you to go right on destructoid that crack is good? Well, he t- he gives me crack and then he says if you want to tell people that crack is good, that is your you know your impetus to do so. And then I say, <laughs> you are right, Peter Molyneux. I do like crack. I've decided suddenly, and then I might share the wealth of knowledge. And then Peter Molyneux says, good boy, have some more crack. Yeah. And- uh, you know, again, and it's important, you know, to also to note that they they say that you know the decisions decisions will be reached on a case by case basis. This is not some uh, blanket general generalization that they're all of a sudden going to one day you know break down your door. Uh, but and, it is. And, yeah, but I the mean, trouble is, is 
the trouble is, is that case-by-case basis. When you say case-by-case basis, that basically means, yeah, we'll just kind of do what we want when we want. Pretty much. And the only thing that freaks me out is, like, say, like, I write about squeeballs again, right? Like, say next week I write about squeeballs and I forget to mention... Okay, say it's post-December 1st and I write about squeeballs and I forget to mention that I received some crateful plush animals, right? Ten years from now, FTC breaks down my door and finds me $11,000, like, where does this end? Like, that, that's yep. my problem. And it's just because of a simple fucking mistake. It's like, oh, God, I forgot to say that I got a wooden box full of animals. Exactly. Right. Like, right. I, if I, I received, um, what have I received recently? Um, do, 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 do. Brutal, um, no, not Brutal Legend, um, Unbound Saga, right? Little statues, Unbound Saga, right? I review Unbound Saga. Don't mention I got these cute little statues of Unbound Saga, right? Three years from now, Shinra drops the sec- uh, the plate on Slum 7. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah, it's, it's just it's perfectly scary. legitimate, it's, man. It's fucking with free speech. It's just fucking with free speech. It's scary. I mean, I could see if you're talking about, like, commercial advertisements and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, like, so, you can't, New Law says you can't say in your TV ad that you blah, blah, blah. Like, that's, I can, okay, fine. Fuck with them. But don't fuck with me. What if, and let it, me just but, say, but Wardrops, I know that you are twittering to complain about what we've just said. Um, so just fuck you, just as a general blanket <laughs> statement for anything you tweet tomorrow, because I know but, you like to tweet yeah. about things I've said. And, and to follow that up real quick, what does the ACLU say about this? Do any of us know that? Like, that's they what have, I'm kind of wondering right now. I haven't seen anything uh, from, from them about this yet. I, I guarantee I, I, fucking I, I get, T they're already suing somebody. The thing is, you know, I... I mean, you say that, oh, you know, they, they should regulate, you know, TV ads and that's fine, but if them, why not us, right? I, I mean, I, I feel like... Because we're not a fucking TV ad. We're not selling a product. But, you, I mean, you are... I mean, you, you know, you're not... Your, your review isn't, isn't biased because you've gotten a free copy of this game, but um, I, I would think that, you know... There's no harm in in disclosing it because again, to uh, to some there's to not, some... and I have no problem with that. I'll tell you, yeah. I, you know what? I've probably gotten five or six, maybe free games in the three years that I've been working for Destructoid, and I got no problem telling you, yep. you know, when that happens. But that should be up to me. Exactly, that's my point. It's like I think. I'm a very big believer in in independence, um, especially in business and the free market and all have you, and I'm sure some of you, mostly students, probably Wardrox, is saying (laughs) Jim supports capitalism, therefore he is an evil fat cat with emphasis on the fat, lol, 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 he hates the PS3. But I'm a big believer in business, and that people should have the freedom to do what they want. This is the land of the free, is it not? Is it not, sir? It 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 should be our... It should be our obligation anyway. Like if, if, and I'm sure you'll agree with me, Jim. If we're supremely affected by like uh, receiving something for free or or whatever by a developer before we review before we review a game, and we feel like you know our opinion has been tainted, so to speak. I mean, obviously, you're going to have us pass up the review, right? I mean, isn't that just the basis of editorial right there? Yeah, I mean, I've I've given reviews to people where where I felt that it's I'm too personally involved in um, what's going on, you know, like I'm too good a friend with the developer or what have you. Um, 
And of course, that's something I gladly do of my own accord, and I have no problem acquiescing to this rule. I do have a problem with the rule existing. Um, And and that's my point, is that it's on us to do that, to not mislead our readers. You know? Exactly. It's a matter of pride. We shouldn't have some Gestapo motherfucker looming over us, telling us that we have to do that. Exactly. So, you know. I I guess, I I don't know, again, I'm just... And maybe maybe I'm being naive and, and optimistic here, but I, I really don't think. And, and again, uh, going back to the the sort of uh, you know if if them why not us thing. You know when when you read uh, uh, stories on on uh, for example on MSNBC uh, dot com, you know they'll they'll you know if they mention that they're that, that they're talking about a you know Microsoft or Embassy product or whatever, you know they'll they'll say in parentheses right there in the body of the you know. Uh, MSNBC.com is a joint Microsoft and NBC, or a Microsoft and NBC joint venture, or something like that, or, or uh, you know, um, w- you know, whatever. Any, any, any of this, this happens already in, in traditional print and, and TV, um, in general. But mm. I think that you some know, of them. because the right, some of them, but because the internet is sort of this, you know, this this wild west, this this unregulated thing, which is you know. At, at the same time, awesome yet frightening in its openness and its its sort of unregulated nature. Uh, I think that the, again, I'm I'm advocating that there there should be uh, higher standards of, of accountability to to really you know just just keep people honest. And and as a final point, uh, I I really just want to specifically comment on the comment section of Jim's article on Destructoid. Which uh, really, people, take off your tinfoil hats here. Uh, I mean, uh, we've got a, a comment from Proto Knuckles. Pro- Don't you Pro- dare insult my readers! Yeah, uh, a, a, a comment from, from <laughs> uh, Proto Knuckles that says, "This is insanity. There are very few rights I'll march for, but I demand my freedom of speech. The internet needs to be free, and games shouldn't be censored. I'll go to jail for these." But like, who is the? So me, every one of my Sterling maniacs is a saint. Yeah. <laughs> How dare do you, you disagree with that? My children. I what? So, sorry, sorry, Why do you sorry. disagree with that? You disagree I, that we should have free speech? No, no, no I'm not. Say, I'm not saying that. I'm just. I just think that again this, to make this leap that that you know the the that it, this is going to turn into some some Orwellian state here that that you know because of this this not little thing here that you know, games shouldn't be censored. What is that even? Yeah, that, what Jim said. <laughs> not overnight. I'm just saying um, it. I think the government wants the government. No government likes to have something like the internet exist, where it is complete free and and people can do and say as they please. I think anybody that thinks the government doesn't want to control that is, you know, they've got more trust in the in the government. Fucking than I stupid! Do. You can just come out and say it, you're fucking stupid. Yeah, unless you're, you know, one of my loyal readers. No, it's. Uh, I mean, it's not the end of the world, but what it is is the government taking another block out of the fucking Jenga tower. Yeah. And so, maybe that's you not going to make it fall over, but that's one less fucking thing that we've got holding us up. Exactly. I think the internet is the last place where a man can can have free enterprise and and do you know have his own business and, and do and say as he pleases. So, and that's not always good. Certainly not. You know, there's a lot of idiots on the internet, but. It's your choice whether or not you listen to those idiots. So it's it's 
I worry for the day when that choice goes away, and I do think that choice will go away eventually. So, yeah, that's it. And also, Summit is a member of Illuminati. So, (laughs) (laughs) use listener questions, um, people who have listened to ask questions. So, let's just bang through this, because we've wasted enough of your time. Um, Phantom Mile says that Jill Sandwich reminds me... What Jill Sandwich? I haven't looked at the post, fuck it. Um, What, in your opinion, is the worst piece of dialogue to ever be in a video game? Uh, Brad. Whoa. um, Could you come back to me? No, that was in The Matrix. That was a film. (laughs) Um, Dude, I have no clue. Uh, Topher. Um, All of Castle Shikigami... The whole thing, that whole translation. <laughs> oh wait, I can it. Everything in Bionic Commando. Okay, uh, which, which one? The Grin's version, like the uh, 360 one, where they're all snarky to each other all the time. It's like, go over here. No, I don't want to go over there. Why don't you go over there? <laughs> <laughs> no, why don't you go over there? Maybe I will. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I would just say, um, just off the top of my head, I, I guess any Dynasty Warriors game, but that's it's done on purpose. I, I would hope. Oh, so oh it's, that it's so it's awesome. Still sandwich is good. <laughs> I love did, did any of you guys realize in um, what was it? Dead Rising, the cafe was called Jill's Sandwiches. Yeah, yeah, that's quite that's awesome. That's fucking brilliant. I think for me the worst dialogue um, would have to be from Darkest of Days, which we mentioned earlier. Uh, I think just to... It just perfectly encapsulates the mentality of the developers and what they desperately tried to do. Um, When you first start the game, you're brought in from the Civil War or whatever into this futuristic world, and you meet the guy who's going to be like your mentor and trainer. And the first thing he says to you is, So, you're the fucking new guy. And that's it. And... (laughs) He has never met you before. He's actually nice to you for the whole game. <laughs> but there's just just this, you're the fucking new guy. Like, I love to swear, and I love to swear inappropriately, but there's a, there's a line between funny inappropriate and just fucking stupid inappropriate. And that was fucking stupid inappropriate. Just, you're the fucking new guy. Fuck, fuckity fuck. It's, no. There is an art to swearing. And... You know, I consider myself a canvas, but Darkest of Days is not. So that and Devil May Cries, I should be the one to fill your dark heart with light, is always a classic. <laughs> um, Satish- any, any game that has ever included the line of dialogue, I've got a bad feeling about this. Mm. <laughs> Which is all of them. <laughs> that shit um, needs to stop. I've got a question here. How, where did you guys come up with your handles? But I think all of us use our real names. So the only yeah, one was Reverend. Yes, no, Reverend yeah, Reverend there. Anthony's name is that's he's actually an ordained reverend. Yes, there's yeah. a thread. There's a thread about this in the podcast. Yeah, everyone decided to get ordained. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. Got a thread. Um, reverends there, but the rest of us are. That's those are our actual names. But if if you're wondering uh, about my, I mean, like our our handles, like on Xbox Live or PSN or whatever, we could I guess we could go into that. Mine's quickly. Brad. <laughs> your 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 gamer tag is Brad. It's Destructoid Brad. Oh, yeah, okay. my I'm, gamer I'm, tag is is um tofu cantaloupe. It's a pun. Get it? <laughs> oh, 
I have a slightly more legal name than Jim Sterling, but it's just because I haven't been bothered to legally change it yet. But there's that. Um, slightly more legal. And I, yeah, and slightly more legal. I, if I costume. get arrested for that thing I did, then they have to call me by <laughs> that one and not this one. Um, well, and because well, it'll cost you 800 Microsoft points or whatever. Yeah, you know it costs 800 Microsoft points. It's, it's going to cost 800 Microsoft points to legally change my name. By oh, I, think, oh, I thought you were talking about your, your gamer tag. Yeah, Barack Obama wants me to give him a points <laughs> card. And then he will change my name. Yeah. To, to faggot killer XXO. <laughs> uh, Brad oh. Nicholson, what size shoe do you wear? That was... Oh, it was you. Fuck off, Brad. <laughs> you like that? <laughs> Fifteen, baby. Oh, you, you just got punked. You are so... Oh, that was a ugh. good one. Do you seriously wear a 15? Hell no, I wear... I Actually, here, here's a funny one. I used to wear a size 12, but now I wear a size 10. Figure that out, guys. So the where the bulk is contained... You flexed, you flexed the fat <laughs> out of your feet. <laughs> yeah. Brad, you're so vain. Remember the fable of the boasting cockroach. Wait, how did that boast? Billy Goat Gruff, man. That's yeah. The shit. Billy, what the hell you, is are, that? you are a Billy Goat Gruff. Do I need to Google this? You guys call me a name? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go research the Billy like, yeah. Goat. Go, go for it. Um... Um, oh, and I guess my my um I forgot my my you know you, you know name on lots of screen name sites and things like or the screen name that I use everywhere pretty much is uh, uh Bronx Bomber Twenty One, which is just um and that's because he's a terrorist. It's true, right? Uh, and I'm because the uh, <laughs> we proved that as you may, as you may yeah because the Yankees are the Bronx Bombers and yeah, yeah. and then and Twenty One is the number of Paul O'Neill who I used to oh something you should have just said sports sports star car. And speaking of sports, the Yankees take on the Twins in the American League Division Series tomorrow. Hey, no. nobody watches baseball. Yes. How about that? Awesome. Nobody has ever watched baseball. You're the only you person should've. in America who does. You should have so. watched the the uh, the Twins. You Tigers invented one. you invented baseball uh, just to watch it. One game play. Play baseball. A re- awesomely, amazingly exciting game went into baseball. Football. Killed the Dreamcast. I heard about that. <sighs> Internet. It was great. By uh, the way. FTC received a Dreamcast once from Sega. Just saying. Okay. Um, I guess this is more a question just for Topher and, and maybe Brad a bit. Um, Lacking Motivation asks, with Super Street Fighter 4 being announced, which characters from previous Street Fighter games would you like to see? I'd like to see that man in the Skellington suit, but Topher, who would you like to see? <laughs> I would like to see Ibuki and Makoto and Dudley and maybe Rainbow Mika. And Helena, and uh, um, that'll do. <laughs> Is Ryu in the current one? Because if not, I would like to see Ryu in it. <laughs> I, I think he's unlockable. I, yes, I would he's like unlockable. to see Dudley. By the way, but honestly, I would like to see Zangief get a little bit faster, just like another frame or something. And then you might finally be able to beat Jonathan Ross. Dude, I beat him so oh. bad. I beat him like four times in a row with my mind. I didn't even like pick up the controller. I'd like to see Sakura not suck more than she did. And if this takes place after Alpha, why is she weaker than she was in Alpha? That shit doesn't make sense. Wait, there's a storyline? That's that my main. Trying? God damn it. 
<laughs> I beat her up ruthlessly all the time, man. And I actually I beat her. With like, me, I'm a terrible don't. Street Fighter player. Like I'm terrible, but I can beat Sakura. We'll have to see name? about that. Dude, online right now. Let's go. On Let's the podcast, we'll play. <laughs> Sign on, man. She's a fierce bitch. Might as but... well, because I think that's it for our questions. Nobody else posted any, and I ain't got Firefox open because you can't be bothered. <laughs> we, so we didn't answer we any have... questions, but that's okay. <laughs> we answered I'm... my question. I was relying on you guys to get questions. Punks. Yeah, we, we had fucking brads for boasting cockerel. <laughs> yeah, bring... pretty awesome. Blame... I'm not... Blame Brad. Just blame Submit, Brad. I am not opening Firefox. It fucks with my Skype. Oh, well, okay, I have it open. Let me just... I'll pick a random question. You get some questions. I'll, I will cool. pick... In, in the meantime, you, you dis- discuss something. We still play in Street I'll Fighter? I'm serious about that. I'll tell a story. Um, today, um, Demon Souls came out. And this is, like, one of the best things about my jobs, and the FTC won't like it, is you can bitch about Twitter, like, bitch about things on Twitter, and get free stuff, if you are, like, famous and, and well-good and proper like me. So, Demon Souls have come out, and I said, um, I tweeted, um, I really want to play Demon Souls, but I don't want to spend my money on something that I know I'll snap in half, because I've heard about how difficult it is, and that terrifies me. I don't want to spend, like, 60-odd bucks or whatever on a game that I will throw out the window in rage. Um, and then I get an email from Atlas that just says, well, why don't you be a man and ask for one? And then I just was like, oh, can I have one? And they said, yes. So that was pretty cool. Um, so I've basically been challenged to not be a pussy and play it, and I will do a video game show on it, and that will be good. And that is my funny story that no one found funny. Um, that was pretty. Funny. You know what's funny? I started following Dan Hibiki on Twitter, and that's some funny shit right there. <laughs> I want oh, to man. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. He's a funny guy. Um, okay, we got a question. I'm sh- I think some is going probably going to put some more on. I don't know, but he says, Jim, if you ever had, I'll ask it for everyone anyway. If you ever uh, get in a fight with an industry um, higher up. Who would you want to fight and what would the outcome be? Um, me, it would obviously be Bobby Kotick. Um, and the outcome would be sex for all um, because he would not be able to stop anybody by the time I'm finished with him. Um, Brad Nicholson, who would you fight? Um, well, we know what the outcome would be, but who would you do that to? Who would I fight? See, I'm just not quick on the draw, man. Like, it's been a couple hours since I had protein shake. Thinking. You used all the energy in the intro, and now you're kind I, of crashing. I did, man. I really did. I, I mean, I, I wailed pretty hard right there. I don't know who I would fight, man. I got I, I got no beef except with Bobby Kotick. You kind of took that one, but we could double team it. I could sit on him, and then you could just kick him in the head. Dude, it fucking explode. He wouldn't even have one after one. You know what I mean? Like, what would we be, we'd be kicking his corpse? There's chunks of his corpse, I suppose. That's well, he kicks the about. corpse of uh, Guitar Hero. Hi ho! <laughs> That's pretty good. That's I'm quite tired. good. I'm right. sorry. I'm, hey, I'm, did, I'm really sleepy. I heard Scott Stapp was in the the Beatles. Anybody else hear that? <laughs> Let's not do callbacks <laughs> to the worst parts of the episode. <laughs> uh, Topher, who would you fight, and what would happen? Do you want the honest answer, you or do you want the safe answer? Uh-oh. Uh, both, please. I can't give you the honest answer. I'll get in trouble. Oh. 
there's a guy out there I'd actually like to fight, though. And the outcome would be like Sakura kicking the shit out of uh, Brad Zangief. Damn. I really want to know who it is now. Put it in the chat so I can... You know who it is. I'll tell you later. I'll remind you later. <laughs> oh, God. Topher, Topher has a lot of venom for this man. I think you'll know immediately. Yeah. You'll slap your head. I can't remember. I'm sure I, I'm sure I, yeah. I know. Okay, well, so um, yeah. I'm I'm gonna uh, Reggie, I guess. Oh, okay. is sick, I just made that up off the top of my head. Oh, you punch! You'd punch him, and your hands would just go through the mincemeat. And the result would be uh, a cookout. Yeah, actually, the result would be this would be the first time in an actual fight that you would make mincemeat out of the competition. <laughs> I don't have to make mincemeat out of the competition. The competition already is mincemeat. Yeah. Oh, fun. Submit. Who would you fight, and what would happen? Uh, um, shit. I You'd would... fight shit. <laughs> right. Um, it's not very no, fair. I... No, I suppose not. I, I, yeah, exactly. The sh- everyone knows the shit would win. Uh, uh, well, you know what, they're... Alright, yeah, that's probably true. So, uh, next question. Senisan82 asks, How big are your biceps, Brad, that can't possibly be bigger than the 16 inches I have attached to my shoulders? I think he's asleep. Okay. Well, I guess we'll, we'll. He ran off to get a measuring tape, maybe. Yeah, I th- I think he did. He probably did. Okay. Um. All right. So. Uh. Now we've got a question from Mr. Greaves. Uh, this is a bit of a long one, but uh, I, th- I think it's a good a question worth asking. So, in light of Japan's waning games market, it seems a lot of Japanese developers are trying their best at delivering games that appeal to a Western audience. That is too long. He wrote a novel. Fuck it. Just go to the question. What does it mean for a game right. to appeal to right, a Western audience? Yeah. Western yeah. And second, what are your ideas on saving the JRP genre from stagnation, and does it have anything to do with Westernization? So, Jim, you like our JRPGs. Okay. Yeah, well, I mean, first to answer the first part, what does it mean for a game to appeal to a Western audience? I think the trouble with Japan is um, their idea of that is just blood everywhere, which isn't strictly true if you look at the things that sell in the West. Um, a lot of it is quote-unquote casual stuff, and I don't think Japan's mindset allows for that. Um, but yeah, to appeal to the West... Um, I guess that's what they want, like space marine person shooters and everything, which, you know, they do well. Uh, but it's just not Japan's style. Like, a lot of people pref- like Japan Japanese games because they're Japanese, not Western. Um, I don't, I'm not one of those people that think everything Japanese is instantly better, but, you know, it would be a shame for them to lose their character just to try and appeal to the West. I don't think it would work. I just don't think it's in their blood. Um, but, Capcom you know, is kind of making it work with Lost Planet, too, where it's kind of... You've kind of got the the very Japanese core, like uh, Monster Hunter type of mm. uh, nucleus, I guess. But it, at the same time, is is very, especially the second, the the upcoming sequel, with the team based sort of shootery yeah. guns and bullets. And, I don't know. I yeah. I consider Capcom different though. Like I think Capcom is as a third party is truly international these days. Yeah. Like they are just so. Their fingers are on the pulse of both markets, and I think that is what they need to do, because Capcom is a pretty fucking big and successful publisher. I don't think I've ever heard of them having financial problems. I could be wrong, but I don't think they've ever really been in trouble. And I think it's because they 
they look at both markets. They just separate East and West. That's that. They think, you know, how do we make this go global? And they've been very successful doing that. And sometimes they just focus on something that is going to appeal to Japanese people and something that appeals to Western people. But they've always got that international focus, which lets them, gives them the freedom to sometimes specialize the markets. I think so, anyway. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Brad, well, actually, no, I didn't answer that other bit. My saving the JRPG genre, put them all on the DS. I wrote an article about that. All of them on the DS. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And all of them That's sprite-based instead of the yeah. old polygons on the DS. Sprite-based DS. A few on the PSP as well, but, you know, <laughs> don't make it one of your expensive ones. Um, Brad, what, is, what do you think of appealing to the West means? Oh, man. Blood. <laughs> That's what Jim said. That's your oh. answer for everything, though. I'm sorry. Uh, I, I don't really know, How do man. we fix this car? Blood. <laughs> <laughs> and dragons apparently and D&D like engines um, how do, okay what's the question see I missed it I had to go out and get some measuring tape from my biceps Japanese, <laughs> Japanese developers appealing to the west um, what do you think appealing to the west um, means like what does it mean to you what does it mean to me yeah let's <sighs> let's do that like, I, I don't know uh, man that's a rough question I, I think it just means Less weird stuff, like more things I can understand. You know what I mean? Like I, I, that's, I know that. <laughs> that, what that is this thing bad, love? Right? The warrior I mean, of the Arctic has no room for such petty human emotions. <laughs> like a game like Katamari doesn't strike my fancy at all. To me, that's a very Japanese game that I, I think only stays uh, there. Like it just doesn't appeal to me. I know it does you guys, but that's kind of a general game I'm talking about. Like I like more stuff that uh, looks like a a western action game. That dude, that was a terrible fucking answer. I uh I resign from this, this <laughs> And I, I apologize. As well you fucking should. <laughs> <laughs> what? I'm sorry, I almost kicked you in the fucking head right there. Yeah. <laughs> through the goddamn internet. But anyway, uh I apologize. What what the hell are we doing? See this is a problem. I walked off the okay, how big are my biceps? One guy asked. So I go off and I get some measuring tape, which, by the way, oh. is harder than what you guys think, okay? Because it was, like, underneath the couch. I'm, I'm lying about that. But anyway, I got the tape. I put it around my arm, 19 inches. What up? Um, right. um Yeah, I, I would just say, regarding the, the Japanese question, the westernizing question, uh, I feel like, you know, something Brad touched on that... Japanese games definitely, a lot of them have this sort of, again, and this is going to sound, uh, you know, kind of not racist, but but offensive, is, you know, that a lot of them have this sort of trademark, uh, what I would call weirdness or, or quirkiness. Right, you know, yeah, quirkiness. Cer- That's what I meant. Yeah. Cer- certainly, you know, Katamari fits into that. Um, and, and, you know, there, there are definitely things, you know, where I see them and I just go, oh, that's that's so Japanese, that's so typical of Japan. I, I, I don't just mean like, you know, uh, big fucking uh, tits on little girls. Um, but but I, I also think that, that you know... You are treading of, on dangerous ground, one false move and you're Glenn Beck. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I should, I'll be careful. Um, you know, um, the, the thing is that, you know, there was that comment by... by 
who was it? I guess it was KG Inafune, I think it was, for a TGS where he basically said like t- that he looked around and was like the Japanese game industry is dying, and and I, I you know I may not be able to to point out what exactly it means to Westernize, but I I, I think that they they have to you know start doing that, and you know you know they've they've begun you know um uh, like Topher was saying Lost Planet two and and. And then you know, I, I think even you know, Dead Rising two, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens with the save system and whatnot. But, but um, you know, uh, the 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 idea is that I don't know. At least for me, I, I I've always had much more fun with uh, Western games in general. I mean, d- don't get me wrong, Shadow of the Colossus was was amazing. Um, but but I think that you know, if if they want to, they've got to start. I don't want to say innovate because that's such an overused term, but they they've got to do something. They've got to they've got to go somewhere with with these things that you know. There there's this stagnation that that you you've seen in, in especially in in the JRPG genre specifically, and and I don't know what that is. Maybe maybe it is moving to the DS, or the PSP, but but they've they've got to do something because you know I, I really seem seems to me that that after you know two decades uh, of of this the same sort of stuff, people are really sort of starting to tire of it. Mm. You know how to save JRPGs? Make Mist- let Mistwalker develop more of them. <laughs> yeah, Tover, to- what were you going to say? Like Lost Odyssey was the last good JRPG, like brilliant JRPG you I played. You thought that was good? Yes. I thought the pacing so everybody was else. <laughs> Okay, well, you got to admit, the pacing between the third and fourth disc was Brad, 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 you've what? sat there for the past ten minutes measuring your biceps. Enough. Yeah, But, but I heard that part. Come on. And I think maybe, maybe here here it is. I think I had trouble replying because I really can't separate the two anymore. You know, between Eastern and Western games. I thought I was going to say before between JRPGs and your pecs, <laughs> because they're both so fucking massive. I, I actually I have yet to play a JRPG since that Tales of Vesperia game. Like that just blew it out of me right there. Like I couldn't do it anymore after that game. I just it's JRPGs. I mean, yeah, I'm burnt out on JRPGs. Like Infinite yeah. Undiscovery, I've said many times on this show, killed JRPGs for me, um, at least on consoles. Uh, and I really want to get back into them. I'm hoping Final Fantasy Thirteen will will pull me back in, but not since Lost Odyssey have has I uh, you know have I been encapsulated not encapsulated in cap in 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 something by Engaged. in in something by a JRPG. Is the so, only thing that worries me about that specifically is if if they have enough to do a 15 minute trailer or however long that one was for TGS just think how bloated that game's going to be of cutscenes it's just going to be the same stuff like that bothers me cuz you figure like Final Fantasy 12 seemed like a good action kind of oriented step back and it just seems like they're going straight into like that Final Fantasy 8 mode yeah. to me I, at least my, yeah, I, I was going to say earlier my the point I wanted to make was that I think it's this primarily applies to JRPGs because if you look at Japanese gaming on the whole, like a lot of it is just not to throw that word innovative out there again, but a lot of it is just shit that you've never seen before. I mean, Katamari, for example, like when have you played anything even remotely like that before that existed? Right. But that- a lot of, I mean, a lot of the stuff the Japanese developers are doing, but when it comes to traditional genres like RPGs, it's the same shit that it was 20 years ago. At its core, it hasn't changed at all. It's still way mm-hmm. over-bloated, and it's just the same stagnant shit. 
And it's through the same storylines, the same characters. Uh, Yeah. And that's what I want. I want, I don't care about the gameplay so much. You can just give me a turn based game and, you know, I'll rock it, whatever. I don't play JRPGs for the combat. I do it for the story. And, I mean, that's why I loved Lost Odyssey. I love the fact that the characters were original. Like, Jansen is one of my favorite video game characters of all time. He was funny. He was unique he was light-hearted he wasn't this po i mean they had like kaim in it he was a po-faced fucking miserable bastard but i'm sick of that in jrpgs i want more jansons i want i don't want the 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 token annoying mascot character i don't want the kids i don't want the emo i want like like real grounded down-to-earth characters that i like the and a story that is not the same kind of 16-year-old androgynous boy hero saves the world from a gay pride reject and gets into a love triangle with one woman who's stupidly nasty to him which has a mask for her feelings and they fight a former enemy who is now a friend and they have the lovable rogue with a heart of gold and the old bitter man and just I'm sick of it. Yeah, the last RPG that I played that didn't fall into any of that was Persona 3. And that was just so fresh and so different. Not just in terms of gameplay, but also the story and the characters and everything. And that probably, I've gone on record saying that probably might be the last RPG I ever play. Just because I don't see anything else on the horizon that's going to do what that did. Which is something different. Mass Effect 2. What about about Persona 4? You know what, I... Picked up Persona 4 maybe three weeks after I finished Persona 3 and was just like, yeah, I can't do that again. That game took me 80, it took me 86 hours to finish that game. Yeah. I don't have 86 hours to play a fucking game anymore. I just don't. That's another thing. I I think, you know, specifically talking about JRPGs, where it's almost like, and, and, you know, Jim Jim's touched on this in that article on on grinding, which is that they almost seem to have a a real just disrespect for for your, you know, for your time. They do. They have a huge disrespect for your time. Yeah, um, and and but they're uh, also sort of geared toward these people that you know that want that. A lot of Japanese gamers want that. They want you know something that they can just dig into for six fucking months and not play anything else. But we don't think like that in the West, I guess. Well, we don't fit in the mold either. We kind of have special jobs. I don't even really play RPGs. I've I can name maybe ten of them I've played in my life. I'm just not an RPG kind of guy. Yeah. But I mean, I, that's especially. There's nothing's going to change that if if it keeps, you know, the way it's been, just yeah. stagnant, the same shit. Like, why should I play Final Fantasy 13 because it's pretty? Like, what's what's different about that? Yeah, I, I would I would say, yeah, and this is I'll say the last thing I'll say is just that you know you you pointed out Katamari, and and certainly that's that's you know it was, it was unique and, and you know really crazy, and we've really seen nothing like it. Uh, you know, there was nothing like it before or or since, really. Um, but you know that that the, what's what a five year old game now, I, right? I think two thousand four. But you know, you so need a more recent example or something. Well, no, I, I mean, I'm just, I'm just saying, like, you know, I think the, the question was asking specifically about sort of recent times. That that's what I think Inafune was touching on at TGS as well, which is where. You know, and a lot of people were talking about how there weren't really a lot, any announcements at TGS, and it really seems like it's it's been overshadowed by by E3. Whereas in in the past, you would have TGS as this you know the show for the Japanese market, and and, and this year they focused on a lot more cell phone games and all this other stuff. And and you know, 
the the question he asked about that sort of uh, about what de- se- separates uh, the game designer. And I, I would just I also think it's a matter of you know and again final point uh, of uh, accessibility. You know I, I think that what Western games have done or Western developers have done a great job of of making their games uh, more accessible to gamers um, without you know necessarily losing that th- the sort of uh, you know old school uh, competitive spirit. You know, I, 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 I'm one of those people who really, you know, A, I don't have uh, that much time to play anymore, and, and B, I, I don't think that games have to be, you know, crazy hard or have, or have you know, inscrutable save systems or, or, or make me work or, or grind, you know, I, I, to, you know, to be good. I, and I think okay. that West, Western developers have done a really good job of, of um, pulling that off, and, yeah. and I think Japanese guys need to start Taken after them. I could tell you. I could tell you why you don't have enough time to play grinding games, but we're not supposed to be mean to you anymore. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm going to end this. <laughs> thank you. Thank you all for listening. Um, I don't know. We don't know why Rev uh, wasn't here. He was here, but then he he cut out or something. Um, it was the radio. So show. you know, he's too cool. No, that was last week. But yeah, yeah, he's too too awesome for us now. He only podcasts with his sister. Um, so yeah, I hope you enjoyed it, <laughs> idiot. Yeah, uh, we're, we're I'd like to thank. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> okay, I'd like to thank Brad Nicholson, Samit Sarkar, Tofu Kanla, and the lovely Adam Dork for recording. And I'm Jim Sterling. And yeah, we'll see you next week. Probably we might do that Resident Evil one. Won't that be but, nice for you? But we won't promise it. anything. We're not yeah. Resident Evil. I'd like to be promised that we never do it again. <laughs> <laughs> Right, right. Okay, right. okay, okay. I'm not hanging around for a chat. I'm going. Bye. Have a nice night, Jim. <laughs> yeah, good show. See ya.